You are listening to episode number 79 of the Secondary Science Simplified podcast. Y'all, summer is officially in full swing where I live. I don't know if you can even hear in the background, but my neighbor has been working on mowing their grass for about the last hour because that's what summer is. It's freshly mowed grass. For me, it's the three S's of summer. My house is full of sunscreen, sand, and saltwater drenched clothing. And honestly, I could not be happier. I personally thrive in summer, even though it's between 80 and 90 degrees every day where I live. I love it. I don't even mind the sweat because summer makes me so, so happy. But if I'm completely honest, summer has also always held attention for me when I was in the classroom full-time and even since then, now that I do this full-time and before I had kids and now with kids, it's always had this tension of, Part of me wanting to play and rest and just enjoy the fun of summer because it's my favorite season ever. But then also the other half of me knowing that August is looming. Back to school season will be upon us before we know it. And I just have this struggle of feeling guilty. I feel guilty when I'm not working in the summer like I should be to make my life easier in the future. And then I feel guilty and sad sometimes when I am working because, you know, it's a beautiful day and I could be outside with my kids or whatever else I would rather be doing than working. And so striking that balance in that tension has been hard for me. And oftentimes I found with this podcast, if it's hard for me, it's hard for some of you too. And so this is something though I've really, really wrestled with and worked on the last decade. I mean, truly the last 10 years. And so I want to share with you in this episode what I've learned about how to do this well. I think I've walked into this summer especially in the healthiest place I've ever been in this tension. And so today I have four things I want to share with you, four ways I think you can use your summer really well, especially if you are like me and you're prone to guilt and you're prone to living in that tension and you want to live differently this summer. And I think these four things are going to be different than you might expect. So stick with me for all four, okay? Let's do this. This is Secondary Science Simplified, a podcast for secondary science teachers who want to engage their students and simplify their lives. I'm Rebecca Joyner from It's Not Rocket Science. As a high school science teacher turned curriculum writer, I am passionate about helping other science teachers love their jobs, serve their students, and do it all in only 40 hours a week. Are you ready to rock the time you spend in your classroom and actually have a life outside of it? You are in the right place, teacher friend. Let's get to today's episode. All right, all right. Let's just dive right in because I'm so excited to talk to you about this. These four ways I think you can use your summer really well. And I'm going to tell you how you can do it really practically too, especially if you struggle with that mental battle and that tension, like I mentioned at the top of this episode. So the first thing I want you to do to use your summer well is rest, period. (laughs) That's it. You need to rest. This is the time of year that is made for rest. Y'all, this is your time, okay? I know that, you know, technically your salary is probably divided over a 12-month span, but in actuality, you're not really getting paid to work over the summer. And so you need to enjoy this time off. Y'all, we get so few perks when it comes to being a teacher. So few, But having summers off, having two weeks around, you know, winter break, having a week in spring, 
Those are the perks. And I know so many of us are working that whole time. I get it. But I'm just telling you from so many friends not in the education field, they get 10 days off all year and they have to save those even for Christmas and Thanksgiving. This is one of the perks of being a teacher. And I don't want you to feel the pressure of the school year and end up working so hard in the summer that you never get to rest and really soak in one of the main perks, which is this time off of being in the classroom and being on 24-7. Okay, so please, the number one thing I want you to do this summer is rest, okay? If you are able, don't set an alarm. If you are able, try to not be on a schedule as much as possible because you're on such a strict schedule during the school year and really live in that and understand that it's okay Because I think I've talked about this so many times on the podcast, but living in your current season of life is so important and following the seasons of nature is so important. And this is one that is meant for rest, but it's also meant for the second thing that I want you to do this summer. You can use your summer well if you play this summer. Y'all, there's no other season that is better suited for play than summer. You have the longest days. You have the most sunshine. You hopefully have the most warmth in the air so that you can get outside and then play and enjoy nature and enjoy time with your children if you're blessed to have those, you know, or enjoy time with your partner or your friends or your parents or whoever it is that you enjoy spending time with. Heck, you can play by yourself. You can just do your games or whatever it is you like to do to enjoy and play and have fun. This season is made for fun. If you are someone like me who always wants to be doing the right thing and being productive, productivity in the summer looks like playing. That is truly what this season was meant for. And I want you to enjoy that because again, you have such a strict schedule nine months out of the year, nine to 10 months out of the year. Like this is the time to really, really have fun. And so I want you to hear it from me. You need to rest and you need to play. Those are your top two goals. The third thing I want you to do this summer is unplug. I want you to unplug from work as much as you possibly can. Now that doesn't mean you don't have to do any work, which we'll talk about in a second, but you don't need to be tethered to your inbox this summer. If there's one thing you can do to serve yourself and set yourself up to rest and play, it's to unplug and particularly unplug from that inbox. If you have not listened to episode 77, honestly, maybe you should stop this one and go listen to it. Like it is so crucial for me. It's one of those episodes where I was like, I'm going to knock this out in 10 minutes. And then I got heated. I got fired up and I just kept going because I'm so passionate about teachers having strong boundaries and actually getting to unplug because people are demanding so much more from teachers than is in your job description than you are getting paid for. And that is healthy. I always talk to my sister, who I've told y'all before, is a vascular surgeon. And I feel like sometimes we laugh that like teachers who get paid like maybe 10% of what a vascular surgeon gets paid are expected to be more available and more on call than people that cut open bodies and operate on aortas, okay? So I'm not saying like our job is any less important than hers, but I'm just saying on a life or death basis, like you're expected to do things that someone that holds people's hearts in their hands is not expected to do. And I just think it's so outrageous. Here I am again, going on a tangent about this. I'm sorry, I need to not have so many cups of coffee before I record these podcasts because I just so badly, this is something I do with my kids when I want them to really hear what I have to say. If I could do this in the least creepy way possible, 
I would hold each and every one of your faces. I would have one hand on either cheek and I would look into your eyes and I would say, please unplug. You deserve it. Okay. You genuinely deserve this time. This is the best way you can serve your students is to fill your cup this summer by completely disengaging because we want them to do that too. We want them to come back rested and recharged. You're not going to serve them if you exhaust yourself this summer. You turn up in August or September, first day of school, and you're just haggard from exhaustion. Okay, so this is your time. If there's ever been a time for you to disconnect, now is the time. Okay, and if you're like, I don't know how to do that practically. My admin expect XYZ from me. Go listen to episode 77. We address all of those things in that episode, okay? So number one, you should be resting. Number two, you should be playing. Number three, you should be unplugging, okay? And I wanna see you guys doing this. If you're doing these things, I would love it if you would snap a selfie or a picture and tag me on Instagram. Or even if you don't wanna put it on your stories, you know, just DM it to me on Instagram. Be like, I'm doing it, I'm really doing it. And I would just love to cheer you on, okay, virtually as best I can. Now, here's the fourth thing I do think would really help you use your summer well. And I am really speaking to those of you now listening who, again, are like me and you're like, oh, but I gotta do something. Like, I'm gonna feel bad if I don't do anything for work all summer long. And so that's where number four comes in, serve. So we're gonna rest, play, unplug, and serve. And by serve, I mean serve future you. And here's the deal. Pick one thing to make your life easier next school year that you can do. Now, I do recommend it being a bigger thing because you can divide this up over the next month or two. Consider it like an elephant. And how do you eat an elephant? You eat an elephant one bite at a time. So I recommend picking one thing, really essentializing, really zooming in on one thing that we can tackle and do a little bit at a time so it's not overwhelming, but that's big enough so that at the end of the summer, you look back and you're like, dang. I did that. Like I knocked that entire thing out and it is done going into this school year. And I find picking one big thing is so much better than a lot of little projects because again, I feel like we get distracted, we get overwhelmed, our mind has to focus on a bunch of different things. Whereas you just have one solitary goal that then you can tackle bit by bit and check little pieces off. I just think you're gonna feel so much less overwhelmed by it, but then also still feel that satisfaction of like a job well done, I've been productive through this summer. And at the end of the summer, you're gonna feel so good about that. And so here is practically how I recommend doing this, especially if you struggle with the guilt and the tension of holding all of this together. You need to make a schedule for when you will work this summer on school things. Do what is best for you and your family and your schedule and your structure. I know some of you have told me like your kids go to summer camp for a week or two. They sleep away camp. And so that's like your one week or two. You do a deep dive on work stuff and then you don't look at it the rest of the time so you can be with your kids. I love that for you. That's great. My personal thing is I always liked to block off like a couple of mornings or a couple of afternoons. Maybe it's one or two. Maybe it's one morning and one afternoon that you block off like three or so hours that that's going to be your work time. So it's like Monday mornings from 7 to 10 and Thursday afternoons from 1 to 4, you're going to get a sitter to come hang with your kids if you have them or take them to the pool or take them to the local children's museum or meet some friends at a park for a play date. And that's going to be when you work. And here's why this is so important that you pick days and times and you stick to them is because then 
every other hour of your week, you don't feel guilty about not working because those aren't your work time. You have set apart work time. Every other time is rest, play, unplug time. Okay, and I I genuinely find, I know it sounds overly simplified, but it really does make me feel so much less guilty to be at the beach at 9 a.m. on a Monday, but be like, it's okay because I have childcare Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings this summer. So like those are gonna be my work mornings. I'm not gonna feel bad about not working on Mondays and Fridays because those are my mornings to go to the beach with my kids and go to the park or go to the pool with friends. Okay, so pick your hours. If you're like, I don't even know where to begin. I Y'all, I love using old students. I'm still using old students. Some of my students are now in college. I have an old student who is watching my kids two mornings a week this summer. They're obsessed with her. She's gonna take them to the pool and do, they're gonna have so much fun with her. And then I will have my focused, focused work time. And so I really recommend doing that and getting that time. And maybe you utilize a grandparent. Maybe if you're like, well, we're not in the space to pay for a sitter for a couple hours, you can do a swap with another friend. Say, hey, can you take my kids this morning and y'all do something for three hours? I'll take your kids on Wednesday mornings and then you get this free break of a morning. Or maybe you need to pick two nights. Like there's gonna be two nights a week that you get work from like seven to 10 if you're able to do that at night after your kids have maybe gone down or like they're watching a movie if they're bigger or something like that. But I cannot emphasize enough, make a schedule, write it down, stick to it. Every other time that is not your designated work time, you will feel 0% guilt. Okay, because it's not your work time. Okay, now, what are we doing during that time? We're gonna pick our one goal and we are going to tackle it. And here's my recommendation. And now, let me preface this. You can do whatever you want. Whatever goal is gonna serve you best, that's what I want you to do. But here is what I recommend and where I'm gonna kind of support you if you wanna jump on this goal with me. I recommend one of the best things you can do in the summer is pick one prep and write your curriculum for it for the entire year. Like, think about this, y'all. Can you imagine how it would feel to walk in in August and know, hey, my environmental science class, everything's done for it for the year. Will I have to grade papers? Yes. Will I have to make some copies? Yes. But will I have to ever think on a Sunday night, what am I doing this week? No, because you've already made every decision. You've gotten every single resource lined up. And then you have zero planning for that entire prep. The entire prep is taken off your plate. How would that feel? It would be such a game changer. And so here's how I want to support you in that. The next five weeks of our podcast PD is gonna be dedicated to Curriculum Design 101. I am gonna share my entire curriculum design process over the next five weeks. So here's what that will look like. I've taken my process, I've divided it into five pieces. Every Monday when our regular weekly episode comes out, it will be one of the pieces of the process and it goes in order. So you kind of have to follow along with them. You know, you can't like start with week three of it. You need to start with week one and go through it from there. But I'll share my process on Monday. And then here's something I'm doing that I've never done before. We're gonna do double episodes for five weeks. You're gonna get 10 episodes over the five weeks because what I'll do on Monday is I'll share the process. I'll give you kind of like, your homework, your challenge of what you need to do on your end to apply the process to your prep that you're working on. Then Thursday of that week, I'm gonna have an additional episode that's gonna be more support. It'll be some examples. I'll answer some follow-up questions that y'all have like DM'd me. And I'll give you a lot of examples from my own curriculum I've written. So I have biology, physical science, anatomy, and I'm 
in the process with chemistry. It's coming out and as a bundle soon. But I'm gonna use those as examples to show you like this is how I applied this step in the process when I wrote this curriculum. So you can kind of have a visual for how to apply it. And again, hold you accountable, checking in twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays for this five-week period to try to help you reach this goal. So that by the end of the July, y'all, the end of the month of July, you would have literally knocked out writing a curriculum for one of your entire preps. Now, a few points of clarification just to help you get the most from this. The first thing I wanna say, and I'm gonna do my best to not go on a tangent because I've already kind of done that this episode, is curriculum design and lesson planning is not the same thing, okay? I feel like everyone as a teacher is required to lesson plan. Not everyone as a teacher knows how to write curriculum. It is a different skill set. It's very challenging. And so I want to encourage you that if you're like, I'm not good at writing a curriculum from scratch, so I'm not going to jump in for these five weeks. One thing I think you can do is take a prep where you kind of already have a curriculum you're using. Maybe it's one that you got, you know, from your district and it's kind of like crappy. I can't think of a better word to say. I'm sorry. That's kind of not a nice word. Or maybe it's just a curriculum you've kind of jerry-rigged over the last year. You've pulled things from Facebook groups that you got for free from Google. Maybe you have a couple paid resources you've slipped in there to jazz it up, but you just kind of piece some things together. That's what you're working with. This would be a great you know, one to work with here and kind of revamp something existing. This doesn't have to be something that you're necessarily writing from scratch. Okay. And the reason why I decided to do this series is because so many of you are so kind. You use it's not rocket science curricula. So you've already got biology or anatomy or physical science and you're patiently waiting for chemistry, but you're like, Rebecca, give me earth space science. Give me environmental. Give me forensics. Give me physics. And I'm like, I don't have that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through my process so you can pick one of those subjects that I don't have resources for and you can learn my process and apply it to one of your subjects. Now, a point of clarification. As we go through these five weeks, I'm going to teach you how to write curriculum to use in your classroom, or I'm going to teach you how to audit the curriculum that you already have to make it a lot better and a lot more cohesive and better serve your students for your classroom. I'm not going to teach you how to write curriculum for commercial use. So I'm not going to teach you how to write a curriculum to go sell it in your TPT store that you want to start. Okay. Because here's the deal. That is a whole different ball game. (laughs) I could not explain to you how to do that in five episodes. It would take 50 episodes. It's taken like seven years of learning how to do this commercially to like get it right. There are a hundred other things you have to do and consider when you're writing curriculum to sell versus just to use personally in your classroom. Okay. So I'm not going to get into all of those details. This is for you as a teacher to serve you and your students in your classroom and share how I started writing curriculum when I was just doing it for myself before I ever started doing it for a living, okay? So I wanna encourage you with that. And again, if you already have a curriculum written or put together for all of your preps, pick your least favorite that feels the most thrown together, that feels the least cohesive, and walk through this process alongside me to learn how to make it more cohesive and effective. And then from there, Once you have this written, you can go through and you can make your lesson plans and like plug each piece in and have all your lesson plans done in like three hours, okay? But I'm gonna talk you through the first phase of that, which is writing the curriculum and then a couple tips at the end for, okay, now let's input this in the lesson plans. Boom, you're good to go. You're done for the school year. Can y'all imagine? 
Can you imagine how it would feel in August to have looked back at this summer and be like, wow, I really rested well. I really played well with my kids and with my family. I really unplugged from school and feel like I was able to disconnect. And I also really served future me well by doing one thing really well, knocking it out in a very manageable way, bit by bit, that wasn't overwhelming. And I'm ready to tackle this school year. I just think that would be life-changing. And I want you to experience that kind of life change. So here is my action step for you today. So that you can prioritize rest, play, and unplugging, you need to set your work schedule. And everything else outside of that schedule is going to be for rest, play, unplug. Okay? Talk to your partner if you have one. Get in a Facebook group and find a sitter if you have one. Email an old student if you have one to get your sitter or childcare lined up for your work time. Get that in writing. Write it down. Tattoo it on your eyeballs. And don't feel guilty about any other moment that you're not working outside of that time. And then... Pick a prep that you want to write a curriculum for or really deeply audit one you already have kind of pieced together and get excited for next Monday where we are going to start the process of knocking out writing your curriculum or auditing it so that you can have that to go off of and make your lesson plans for this entire upcoming school year. What a gift that would be. And better yet, what if you found a coworker who also teaches the same prep as you? Like you both teach forensics and you want to do this and say, let's do this alongside each other. Let's do this and we'll divide and conquer each week. We'll listen on Monday. We'll divide and conquer the work, you know, and we'll work through this together. Or you both teach physics and you have on grade level like CP and then you have an honors. One of you will do the on grade level version. One of you will do the honors. What a gift that would be to both of you. Or maybe you have a coworker where you both teach the same two subjects, you know, and you, one of you is going to take one, one of you is going to take earth, one of you is going to take space, and then you're going to share what you do together. What a gift that would be. Plus, you would have the in-person accountability from a real life friend that you know, in addition to my accountability through your phone and through your earbuds or whatever, where you're listening to this and hearing me talk about this for the next five weeks. It'd be like double accountability, which would be so awesome. And I also want to encourage you to Like wherever you listen to the podcast, I would make sure that you are followed or subscribed or downloaded or whatever so that you don't miss each episode in this like mini series within a series of our podcast PD all about curriculum design. Because remember, we're going to have these bonus episodes. You're going to get Monday and Thursday episodes for the next five weeks. So I want to make sure you don't miss those. So make sure you subscribe. And as always too, if there's anything I've mentioned or if you're looking for something, Go check out the show notes there at it's not rocket science classroom.com slash episode 79. And you can also grab the transcript for this episode there too. If you need to refer back to anything I said and just see it in writing, it is going to be for you there. Y'all, I cannot tell you how excited I am. I am ready to dive in with you, you know, next week on this. So get excited too. And I will see you or talk to you then. All right, teacher friends, that wraps up today's episode. If you're looking for an easy way to start simplifying your life as a secondary science teacher, head to itsnotrocketscienceclassroom.com slash challenge to grab your classroom reset challenge. And guess what? It's totally free. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you here next week. Until then, I'll be rooting for you, teacher friends.